0: Welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Gabby and today I am all alone because my sister is really busy the next couple weeks and we wanted to keep putting out a couple episodes for you guys. So today it's just going to be just me. So please forgive me if I'm a little scatterbrained or lose my senses. I hope that my husband, Ryan, will cover all of my failures with his fantastic editing skills. So make sure to go to youngandwifedup.com to catch up on any past episodes. Also, if I link any resources, it'll be in the website today. Um, also, make sure to join our Facebook group, Young and Wifed Up. We are going to be announcing um, our book club information and details. So make sure you look there. Um, next week, I will also, on the podcast podcast, let you know when we're going to be doing book club, what book you need to be getting and um, how you can join. Um, Okay. I'm like, I'm already failing. (laughs) Just kidding. I already feel like I'm super scatterbrained, but I just need to talk slowly and not freak out. You know what I mean? Anyway, I had a large coffee this morning and I was just telling Ryan that I need to stop getting large coffees and just be content with a smaller medium, because in the beginning, it sounds really good, but then my heart is racing, and I feel like I'm going to run a mile or something. So, if I am super frantic today, that is why I had a very large coffee this morning from a coffee house nearby. Um, Oh, okay, I have a really good... um, I have a really cool announcement. Next week, I'm going to be having a guest join me, so I won't be all alone next week. I will be interviewing a very, very special person that is super dear to my heart. And I actually get to record with her in person. So we're taking the podcast on the road. We're going to go visit her. And I can't wait to introduce you to her, tell her, tell you guys about her blog. Um, that episode is going to air on a Monday, which is kind of weird for us. We usually upload on a Saturday morning, but because of the nature of when we're going to be recording, the next episode will air on May 31st, which will be a Monday. So, make sure you watch out for that episode. I think you guys are really going to be encouraged by it. I'm super excited to talk to her. When I was making the outline for her, I was literally weeping and crying just because I just know how encouraging of a person she is and how much wisdom that she can share with us about the issues I'm asking her to touch on. So, Please um, listen to the episode, get ready for it, get excited for it, and share it with your friends when it comes out, because I promise you guys, like, this person, I'm going to listen to it, like, over and over and over again, because this person is such a wise woman of God, so I cannot wait to introduce her to you guys. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and come back with this week's topic. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. What if there was an all-around better way to shop with the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably? Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products. They have so many products ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing, Baby essentials and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code Young and Up for 10% off your entire purchase. Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today. Okay, so if you haven't already listened to our episode on sustainable living and why we should aim for being low waste in our home, make sure to check out our Sustainable Living 101 episode. You can find it on our website, youngwifedup.com or wherever you're listening to the podcast now. Um, It's in season one. I can't remember what episode number it is, but I can make sure to link it um, on the website this week. Um, This episode is going to be a little bit different than that one. So Today, I'm going to be giving you my best low-waste pro tips that I was not able to cover in the Sustainable Living 101 episode. These pro tips will go beyond the reusable water bottle, ditching plastic bags, and composting your food scraps. Not that those things aren't good. Those are amazing first steps, so make sure you go listen to that Sustainable Living 101 episode first so that you can get a good overview of what sustainable living is like, um, how you can get started, and how it's actually something really practical and affordable that you can add to your household. Um, But this episode is just going to be more in-depth kind of more details, things that maybe we haven't considered doing. Um, I've been living low waste for about a year and a half now and um, consciously (laughs) living low waste. And not that I was like, Constantly generating tons and tons of trash before, but I feel like now our waste that we have been generating is so much lower. And I'm definitely more eco conscious, conscious, I cannot talk, I'm more eco conscious than I used to be. And I want to re emphasize something I said in the Sustainable Living 101. Um, I think that there can be an overemphasis on preserving our world when it comes to um, sustainable living. Um, If we're Christians, we have the Lord's promises that he's going to give us Um, new heavens and new earth. But that does not mean that we trash our environment and that we just let the world burn around us. We should be considering um, our children and our grandchildren and future generations ahead of us, um, things that could be affecting their bodies, their future, their homes. Um, So that's kind of the biggest thing that is important to me. And if I ever say anything about packaging when it comes to food or when it comes to um, hygiene products, beauty products, my biggest emphasis is ingredients over packaging. So if there's um, a product in your life that you have extremely high standards with clean ingredients, but it is just full of plastics, I I would say stick to the clean ingredients. (laughs) That's my biggest thing. Um, There are some things in my life that I just will not be willing to get rid of, like my facial cleanser. I have not found a zero waste option that I totally am in love with. And the cleanser that I use is really clean as far as ingredients go. But man, it is a almost impossible to recycle um, plastic bottles. So don't worry, guys, I am not perfect, nor do I claim to be. And I, I like to say low waste instead of zero waste, because zero waste, it seems extremely unattainable. You s- imagine those women in the YouTube videos with a mason jar full of trash over their last year. And I just that's not that's not um, practical for anybody, especially if they have children um, especially because I feel like there there is a level of privilege that comes with living a completely zero waste lifestyle, e- even though like it is there are low waste, affordable options. There are some things that I'm just like most people cannot afford to buy x, y, and z, Z thing, and it depends on the area that you live in as well. Like we don't have access um currently to grow our own food in our living situation. And so, somebody that has a home will have more um, accessibility to grow their own food. And so, I just try to do things ad- another way. So, like I said before, if if anything that you can leave with is today, um, leave with doing the best that you can with the situation that you're in. And I just I go over a lot of that in the sustainability living one oh one episode, but I just wanted to reemphasize that because I'm not coming from a place of perfection or or judgment. Um this is just giving you guys some um practical ideas um that you can do in your own home um and implement with your family. I'm saying I'm um, a lot and I really need to work on that. <laughs> I feel like because I'm not being in a conversation with my sister right now, when uh, there's gaps of me thinking, I feel like I need to fill it with an um. (laughs) So I'm staring at my husband's Guy Fieri pop figure right now, and so I'm just going to talk to him like I talk to my sister. (laughs) Anyway, um, let me stop saying um, take a quick sip of water, and we'll get to it. You guys want some ASMR, me sipping some water? Let's do it. Okay, so I have broken these pro tips into five categories, and some of them I'll touch on very briefly, and some of them I'll spend some more time on. So the first pro tip category that I want to cover is kitchen pro tips. So some of these things are huge does for some people, but there are other things that I still really want to work on and get better at. So let's go over them. So the first kitchen pro tip I want to share with you is making your own veggie broth. So I recently started doing this in the winter months because the composting season is over when it's really cold and um, I need to get back in my composting game. It's just not been on my radar, not been on my mind, but I really need to get my pail back from my mom's place. I don't know why it's there, but it's at my mom's place and I need to get my pail back so I can start composting again and gathering my food scraps. But in the winter months, It's nearly impossible, depending on the climate you live on, um, to compost your food in the winter. It just gets so cold, and it's just not a good environment for compost to break down. So what I was doing in the winter months is saving my vegetable scraps in a stasher bag. A stasher bag is like a silicone reusable Ziploc bag, and they're pretty pricey up front, but I swear by mine. I never have to buy another bag again. They're super durable. You can freeze them, microwave them, the whole shebang. I get mine on Earth Hero, but I've seen them at Target and stuff, so you can pick them up there. So I get a huge um, stasher bag, and I chuck all of my pepper cores, my carrot shavings, anything that you have left over from your produce um, cooking I throw in that silicone bag and I freeze it and I just keep it in the freezer until I fill the whole bag up. I then, when I'm ready to make the veggie broth, I throw the veggie scraps into my crock pot and you could do it in an instant pot too if it has a close a slow cooker setting and if you have neither you can actually do it on a simmer in a um, big pot that you just put on the stove so mine I throw my veggie scraps in my crock pot and I season it with like salt pepper garlic depending on whatever I have and I throw a bay leaf in there just to have some extra flavor and I fill it up with water and leave it on low for about three to four hours. Then I take a ladle and I strain all of the veggie scraps out of the broth. And um, it is so good, guys. It is so good for sipping, but it's also just so perfect for cooking your chicken in or anything that you have to do a broth with. I've made tomato soup with it. It is honestly such a game changer. I feel like making my own broth is leveling up. <laughs> like, it's such a simple thing, and you don't have to buy anything at all, at all, at all. Like if you if you already just have Ziploc bags or you have a container, a um, Tupperware container, you can keep your veggie scraps in. It is so easy to just freeze them, and it's just from whatever you've been cooking. It, you can use any veggie scrap. Um, Sometimes I have more peppers and more onions. Sometimes I have tons of carrots. It just depends. And the taste doesn't really change. Like sometimes if I have a lot of peppers, it could be a little bit spicier or flavorful. But it it, honestly, you can do whatever you want, like whatever veggie scraps you have. It's so cheap. And I mean, it's cheap because it's free. And then I just store my broth in mason jars. I leave a little bit of room up top because I store them in the freezer and then I take them out. When I'm ready to use them, they can last in the freezer for about two months. Um, that's kind of the overall general consensus from what I've read online. And but, oh, mine don't last two months at all. <laughs> I use them within the next couple weeks. And then in the fridge, I believe they can last five to seven days. So if you believe that you're going to be using a good amount of broth in the next week during your meal planning, then just chuck it in the fridge. But if you don't really have a plan for your broth just yet, um, put them in the freezer and just take them out when you want to use them. And it's also great for gifting people. It's so weird, but I feel like we need to get back into being okay with more practical gifts, like practical like food. (laughs) I so appreciate when people are thinking of me and buy things that I just need and give it to me as a gift. So, if you have an overabundance of vegetable broth, share it with your neighbors, your family, your church ladies, whatever. Just ask, hey, who needs broth? I just made a huge uh, batch of it. So, Let's move on to the next pro tip. If you're in an area where it rains frequently, consider making a makeshift rain catcher to use for your plants. So unfortunately the area that we live in, it is extremely desolate. We're constantly in drought seasons. It has not rained much at all in the last year. So, but I know that we have listeners that do live in areas where it does rain frequently, especially in the spring months and fall months. Um, There are ways that you can make rain catchers. You keep them outside um, and instead of using it as drinking water because they're kind of conflicting information if it's safe to or not, um, you can actually use it for your plants. And so then you're not using the water from your house, especially if you live in a well or anything like that. You could be more conscious about conserving water. Um, but if you use a rain catcher, then you can definitely use it, um, in your plants. And what else could you use it for? I'm like trying to think as far as I know, I think the only way that you can use that water is for plants. It shouldn't be for human consumption because of just the chemicals in the air. I'm not really sure the exact, um, reason why you can't drink it or why your animals can't drink it. But all I know is that, it's best for your plants. I've seen a lot of low waste gurus do it. And another thing, I know this is kind of like a bathroom tip as well, but I've seen people that have used a bucket inside of their shower for all of the water that is kind of, if they have like dripping water from their, um, their faucet or their shower head, or if it's just like while they're showering, the bucket catches water and they use that water to, um, to, put in their plants. So yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I haven't done it myself. Um, I don't know if I will in the near future have something in my shower, but I might when we have another shower because soon we're going to be moving into a two bedroom apartment. So we'll have another bathroom. So I maybe I'll keep a bucket in one of the showers <laughs> to keep for my plants. But again, if you guys know me, you know that I do not keep anything alive right now. I have a, an orchid that my mother-in-law gave me and I'm terrified that I'm going to kill it. I'm just completely terrified. So I'll let you guys know if it lives. (laughs) Okay, Um, another pro tip, go to the farmer's market as much as you can. These places are usually full of incredible produce, um, farm fresh eggs. There's so much that we can benefit from from a farmer's market. We're not giving to a big corporation. We're giving to usually small businesses or family based businesses. And I know that sometimes the farmer's market can seem like it'll be more expensive, but I've kind of done the math and I figured out that The organic produce that I get from the farmer's market is definitely cheaper, if not the same amount of money, if I got it from the grocery store. So and I'm much more happy to invest my money in those smaller businesses or family owned businesses than I am into my local grocery store. Um, also make friends with people that have chickens or gardens or both. Why not both? Especially if you do not have access to growing your own food. We're in that situation, like I said before. So making friends with people or asking people that you know that are at your church, if they have gardens or if they have chickens that do eggs, um, being able to benefit from their abundance, usually those people are so happy to share their eggs or or um, garden produce with you. I have a woman at my church that when it's season for her garden to um, flourish, every week she is texting us church ladies saying, hey, I have a million tomatoes, and then I literally get all of them. And then our whole meal plan for the next two weeks is about tomatoes. (laughs) But honestly, just being able to Um, benefit from another person's garden and usually they have too much and it can help them with not wasting as well because eventually those produce and eggs are going to go bad eventually and usually they need help eating them so don't ever feel weird about asking like hey like I know you have a garden do you ever have like too much food I would love to benefit from your um, abundance so make sure that you ask your friends that have chickens and gardens if you can have or pay them a small price for their abundance. Um, another kitchen pro tip, consider buying a Berkey instead of using plastic filters. Now, this is kind of more niche because you, if you have reverse osmosis or a really high-tech water filtration, filtration system in your home that you own, that is awesome. You don't need to listen to this. But if you are a renter or somebody that doesn't have access to reverse osmosis or your water is just not exactly as clean. Um, I found that a Berkey water filtration system is one, the most eco-friendly option and two Um, the cleanest, best filtration system that you can get, especially if you're a renter. So we have a Berkey. We've had one for about four months now. Um, It was recommended by my functional medicine doctor um, after we had a conversation about microplastics and how it could be affecting my health, as well as the water filtration system that we were using. Now, we've used a Brita filter for our entire, entire marriage, and we also used it a lot at my parents' house before we got married. Um... And there's tons of plastic waste that comes with those filter systems. Um, Each filter is full plastic. If you are changing it as much as you should, you should be changing it like once every month or two months, which we never really did. But then when we would buy the new ones... I would, there's, you cannot recycle the Brita filter. Like you can try to, there's like Terra cycling and other more niche recycling options, but you can't just chuck it in your recycling bin because of the nature of how it's made. So, um, when we switch to a Berkey, the filters are completely plastic free. The system is completely fa- plastic free. It is a stainless steel. Um, excuse me. I just burped. I'm telling you that large coffee did a number on me. <laughs> The system itself, like the, it's like a big reservoir that is stainless steel. And the filters are made of t- charcoal. So they are not plastic at all. There's no plastic waste. And when you replace the filters, it's only once a year that you replace them. And again, there's no plastic. And mine didn't even come in any plastic packaging, it was all cardboard and paper. So, um, highly recommend getting a Berkey if you're interested in upgrading your water filtration system and also, um, not wanting microplastics in your water. Because if you think about it, if your water is going through a plastic filter, the microplastics are eventually going to end up in your water that you're drinking. So I would highly recommend thinking about um, changing your water system, or if you can have reverse osmosis or a higher tech water system in your home, then talking to um, somebody about how you can get that done. Um, Okay, Uh, My last kitchen pro tip is finding a lower waste alternative to your current coffee situation. So I'm not really that big of a pro on making coffee a million different ways. We were blessed with a Keurig when we were first married and I was buying the K-Cups that are just 100% the worst thing you could ever do because (laughs) it is literally just... Plastic, like flimsy plastic that you cannot recycle. And they're honestly so expensive. I just cannot believe we were buying these like $18 from Walmart, like the great value brand, like the cheapest you could get. It was still $18 for a pack of them. And I mean, I just, it wasn't even really that great. Like it was good for what it was, but being able to save money, first of all, if, okay, if you have a Keurig, They have reusable K-cups, and I am still waiting for them to come out with a K-cup that's not made of plastic because the K-cups are made of plastic, the ones that are reusable, but they're more durable and you can reuse them over and over again. The ones that we initially bought um, a couple years ago lasted us over a year and we just bought like a pack of six because we drink coffee every day and we're not always consistently washing them out. And then we grind our own coffee beans or just get a bag of coffee grounds and then throw it in there. It's so much more cost effective. There's no plastic waste happening until you decide to upgrade or change out your reusable coffee filters. But we probably saved so much tiny little plastic pieces from ending up in landfill um, by getting just those really cheap reusable K-cups, but I know that there is definitely a lower waste alternative. So if you don't have, um, a, um, Keurig, you have a normal coffee cup. They have reusable cloth, um, coffee filters that you can use are really easy to clean. You could throw it in your dishwasher or your laundry and they are made for your coffee filter. Um, so instead of using the, uh, flimsy little like paper ones, which paper is not as bad as plastic, but paper is still waste. Um, it still can it's still the reusable coffee filter. I've seen people use it and it still is really good at filtering out, but you have to buy them way less. Like I've seen somebody on YouTube that used their reusable coffee filter for two years before replacing it. So that is so awesome. And you're saving money on coffee filters. Um, another low waste alternative to coffee is considering doing a French press, um, or a pour over. There's a lot a lot better solutions. Also considering getting your coffee beans or grounds at your local farmer's market, seeing if your uh, grocery store has bulk bins of coffee coffee beans that you can put in paper bags. There's tons of ways. It, there, there is almost no excuse for us to make so much waste for coffee now. And also learning how to make your favorite coffee at home instead of buying it at Starbucks all the time, which before the pandemic, I was bringing my own coffee cup to Starbucks, but most coffee places are no longer allowing you to bring your reusable cup, which totally stinks. So, um, I just cannot recommend doing, <laughs> going to Starbucks all the time or your local coffee shop all the time, unless they have a eco-friendly alternative to their plastic cups. And the people that did like the anti-straw thing and then just came up with a the lid situation, it's, the same amount of plastic, if not more, to make those lids. So I don't understand what the point of that was to get rid of the straws and then get the lids with more plastic on it. Anyway, that's my (laughs) that's my little thorn in my side. Anytime I go to Starbucks and I get those lids, I'm always so angry. I'm like, why can't we just get paper straws with our or, or just bring our own straws? Anyway, okay, Let's move on to bathroom pro tips. So I've talked to you guys about um, bar soaps. So I use bar soaps primarily. Um, I have some liquid soap in my house that is for Ryan because he's not really a bar soap guy. So I I get him the Seeds brand um, from Earth Hero. That's liquid and it's recyclable and it has like um, it's compostable, compostable packaging Um, but for myself, I use soap for my body, soap for hand washing, bar soap for my shampoo and conditioner, and I'm never going back, love it so much. But I was coming across a dilemma when my soap started to get smaller and I was losing my soap, like it would fly out of my hand because it's so tiny and I couldn't get like a good grip on it. So I was looking up some solutions, and apparently there are a lot of places that sell a soap saver. So if you've never heard of a soap saver, it was pretty common when bar soap was kind of the only option back then before we had the convenience of plastic bottles and liquid. Um, It's a mesh or cloth material that you throw your tiny little soap pieces in, and then You just use it like a loofah essentially. So, the way that it's made, it's really cool. So, if I wanted to, I could just collect all my tiny pieces of soap from my soap bars and just like keep it in there and then make one big soap bar out of it. But what I end up doing is once my soap bar, my body wash bar gets really small, I just put it in the soap saver and then use it as a loofah. And the soap will actually set up really good in the soap saver. So, I highly recommend do that if you use um, body bar soap as well as if you use it for your hands. You can get another soap saver for your bathroom, for your sink and stuff. So, getting a soap saver—they're super cheap. I think mine was like five dollars, and I got mine on Earth Hero. But you can pick them up almost everywhere. Um, another bathroom pro tip: getting a microplastic filter for your laundry machines. So, um, because of the microfiber and other parts of your clothing that it sheds. A lot of people's clothing shed microplastics, and it's really hard to explain. I don't I don't have all of my T's crossed and I's dotted, but <laughs> there's a lot of really good videos about how it happens in the laundry where the microplastics will go into the water. So, what a lot of people do, unfortunately, we can't do it because we don't have our own laundry situation. We have to use the the communal laundry, Um, there is a microplastic filter that you can attach to your washing machine and it helps collect all of the microplastics and and it won't go into the ocean um, because that's where the dirty water ends up filtering through. So look into getting a microplastic filter if you have your own washing machine for your clothes. Um, I don't know how expensive they are. I know that there's a lot of different options, but that's definitely an alternative there's like these little balls that you can get that collects the microplastics in your washing machine. But I would recommend if you're just going to do that, might as well just go all the way and get a microplastic filter because then you don't have to worry about throwing something extra into your laundry every time you wash your clothes. Um, Last week, I talked about getting a bidet. And yes, it is life changing. You 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 use so much less toilet paper. And so we're going to be saving so much money over time. Um, Ours, we ended up getting for 99 bucks and we were able to um We were able to install it ourselves in under an hour. It was really easy. And if you have a husband that's good with plumbing, it'll probably take him 10 minutes. But that was the first time we have ever done something like that. So um, next time we install it, it'll be a lot better and easier, (laughs) more faster process. But the bidet is so awesome. It's really good for a lot of things like infections and making sure that you're totally clean. If you know somebody that um, has a disability or that struggles with, or somebody that's elderly, somebody that struggles with wiping, or it's even really good with kids. You can have it on a low, really low pressures, and it really helps a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot with cleanliness and uh, using less toilet paper. So I did a lot of research about before getting our bidet if it's safe, if it's um, actually like the best option. And I was seeing over and over again people raving about their bidet, and women that were getting infections on a regular basis essentially not getting one ever again. So it's pretty crazy and it's safe for your entire area. Yes, front and back. And so it was definitely worth the investment because it is a little bit more money up front. But if you're a renter, you don't have to get a whole new toilet. You can just grab a, um, you can grab the Tushy or there's other brands that you just install it on top of your toilet seat. So it's a, it's a cheaper alternative. And eventually you're going to be saving so much money on toilet paper. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. And then one more time, I'm going to reemphasize that when you're looking for bathroom products, beauty products, hygiene products, always, always, always ingredients over packaging. But if you find a product that has the best of both worlds, share it with everybody. Like, tell everybody, this is what I've been using. You should totally think about it. It has these great ingredients and it's also package free. This is where you can get it. Excuse me. Um whenever I find a product that I can get behind, I always share on my low waste homemaker um Instagram, but I also just tell my friends and family and if people are asking, "Hey, what are you using for this and that?" I always take the opportunity. Sometimes people are like, "Oh my gosh, like stop talking to me about low waste stuff," but whatever. My grandma kind of frequently comes to me and is like, "Hey, what are you using for laundry? And then I'm like, here's my opportunity. (laughs) So if you don't want to be annoying and constantly getting in people's faces, if somebody ever asks you about something and you know a product that you can get behind, share it with them. Um, That's the best way that we can be telling people about low waste living and more sustainable living is if we just walk the walk ourselves. And then when people ask us, we take the opportunity to tell them, okay, Let's move on into some hosting pro tips. I have a couple pro tips for hosting and hospitality situations. So, when we first switched to cloth napkins, I got a nice set from like Home Goods or something, but because we use it for everyday use, they're just not as cute as they were when we first got them, and I'm not willing to. I'm not willing I'm not willing to buy a whole new set be, right just yet. I'm going to kind of let them go as long as I can use them. But when we have guests over I decided to have a stash of paper napkins that are designated for when we have guests because a lot of people are just not really into the whole cloth napkin. And sometimes I do. Like, if we have a friend that knows how, you know, the, our low waste lifestyle and they don't mind using cloth napkins, then I just like give it to them and they don't care. But I keep a small stash of paper if it's paper napkins and I only take it out when we have guests that maybe we just aren't that familiar with yet and I don't want to like, I don't know. It feels, when I give somebody um, a cloth napkin, it feels like I'm making a statement. you know? So having some paper napkins for when we have guests is has been kind of my go-to. But I was recently gifted for my birthday a good set of beautiful cloth napkins. And she gave me like two different sets of really nice ones. And so I decided to de- designate those Napkins for when we have guests only. So we only take those napkins out when we have guests, and the other ones that we use will just be for everyday use. That way, the ones that we use for everyday, like those are really worn in, and there's like some stains on them just because, like, we're going to get barbecue sauce on them. It's just going to happen. This is real life. But the ones that she got me are a darker color. So, if they do get stained, it's not going to be as obvious. And um, since we will only be using those when we have guests over, they're not going to be as worn um, as quickly. So, that is my pro tip for napkins. Um, Another pro tip is send your guests home with leftovers so that you, you are less likely to waste food. Ask and also, ask if you are being a guest in somebody's home and you see that they have a lot of food l- left over. Don't be shy to ask if you can help with their leftovers. Say, hey, like, I noticed you have a lot of food. Do you have plans to eat them tomorrow? Or, you know, do you mind if we take some for our lunch? And usually people are so happy to <laughs> pawn off their food to you. And there's some situations where people are just like automatically like, hey, like, do you want leftovers? Do you want our food? But some people are just not really sure if. I don't know. Some people are just not really sure if you're done with that kind of thing. I always keep a little, like, tote bag in my, the back of my car, but I want to start taking some Tupperware in the back of my car just for those types of situations. That happens when I'm at my parents a lot. I don't know why, but whenever my parents, they're like, hey, we have a bunch of leftovers. Do you want to take it? And I always do, but then I don't have anything to put it in, so they end up putting it in their own Tupperware, and then I am, like, hoarding all of my mom's Tupperware. So. Send your guests home with leftovers so that there's less food waste. And also ask your hosts if you are being um, hosted at somebody's house if they can give you some of their leftovers. Um, Also, ask your neighbors for ingredients if you're running out of like an obscure item that you only need for one recipe. We've all been in this situation. Okay. I was in this situation a couple months ago where I needed this like niche ingredient. that I only needed to buy for this one recipe and I would probably never use again. And instead of thinking, hey, like, let me ask my neighbors or my family members if they have any laying around, I just went and bought it. And now I have this big thing that I'm never going to use again. So I'm in that situation, not all the time, but usually once in a while, I'm like, wow, I really need this ingredient, but I don't want to buy an entire bag of this, you know? So I I think that from now on, in those situations, I need to be more upfront and just, like, text my girlfriends and be like, hey, everybody that's close by, hey, do you have this ingredient? I need it for this recipe on Friday. Can I come pick it up? And then they can give me whatever I need. I mean, what happened to the whole borrow a cup of sugar from your neighbor? Like, that... That is literally like the best thing ever. We should constantly be doing that still, <laughs> because if we're and two, if we just ran out of an item and we're panicking and we don't have the funds to just go and buy a whole big bag of sugar, asking for a f- for a cup or whatever you needed for that recipe is a great way to save food waste and also um, save your wallet. Okay. Let's move on to travel pro tips. So, um, I'm still not perfect at this. There's so much more that I can be doing better with my traveling because when I travel is probably when I generate the most waste. We're eating out more. Um, I'm not really as big, like I'm not as on top of buying water bottles and stuff I try to bring my own water bottle everywhere I go but there's some places like we went to Universal Studios a couple days ago and you there was no water faucets that were open like they were all closed because of COVID I guess which doesn't really make that much sense to me but you can't like refill any water so we had to buy like six water bottles that day and I was just dying (laughs) But anyway, so that's the honesty. I don't I'm not perfect at traveling low waste. I need to get better. But there are some things that I have um, figured out that can help me generate less waste. So number one, I've talked to you guys about bar soaps already. The biggest hack with bar soaps is that can pass a TSA check if you're doing a carry-on, because it's not a liquid. So, say you have, like, a bunch of makeup that's liquid or other items that you really need, like contact solution or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily fit in your, like, TSA standard bag um, that you need for your liquids. But if you buy bar soaps, like, for shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, then you're more, you're more likely to have more room for those other liquids that you really need. So, again, bar soaps always pass the TSA check because they are not liquid so that you can make room for other liquids that you might need. Um, When you are at your travel destination, it can be really tempting to buy trinkets or souvenirs. And there's a lot of stuff with consumerism that comes with that, but I'm not going to get too far into it. So I love getting stuff from places that I get that I go to and visit. Usually, um Ryan and I try to look for things like bottles of wine or things that we might actually use and need instead of a trinket or a souvenir that says the name of the destination on it. Um consider buying something that you actually need or that you're running out of from your travel destination. So, for example, a bottle of wine, a bottle opener, coffee beans from a local coffee shop at your destination. Things like that are a really good option for souvenirs because you can still enjoy that thing when you go home, but you're not now adding to your collection of items that you have in your home, especially if you're trying to achieve a minimalist lifestyle, which I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist. I'm kind of, I don't know. I I just don't like saying that because that's just not true like I'm I'm not a minimalist at all but I try to be conscious of how much um stuff we have in our home so I'm constantly getting rid of things um but yeah recently um I went to Solvang a couple weeks ago it sounds like I'm traveling all the time but this is like a weird period like in the summer where I'm traveling a lot and then I won't go anywhere for months and months (laughs) so we were at Solvang me and a friend a couple weeks ago and instead of getting, like, a pair of shoes, I don't know, like, what what would you get at Solvang? Like, those little Dutch shoes or, I don't know, a hat or something that is super Solvang-y, I got a bottle of infused maple syrup from this really cool shop. So I knew I would use it because I wanted to make um, beef up my coffee game with making my own creamer. And so I found this infused syrup that was cinnamon and vanilla infused. And it had like the name of the place and the destination on it and it's in a nice glass bottle so there it can be easily recycled or reused so i was so happy to buy that and that's the only thing that i bought and then i bought like some chocolates for my mom and my grandma cuz it was mother's day weekend that next weekend so that's an example of thinking about trinkets or souvenirs when you're in those situations thinking less about, oh, well, I need something for it to say where I was at. Thinking more of what is actually going to be something that I can use and isn't going to just add to the clutter in my home. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. So, use random things to put your travel items in. So, what I mean by that is when, <laughs> when you're packing your bags um, for staying a weekend trip or a long-term trip, I mean, I grew up just like throwing things in plastic, um, what's it called? Ziploc bags, (laughs) plastic Ziploc bags. But I've since getting away from the flimsy plastic bags, I started kind of saving random stuff like, okay, for example, this is really, really random. I bought a bib for my nephew when he was a little, little baby because we have our own stuff for my nephew at my house. We have like a high chair and a bib and a cup and those kind of things for him for when we watch him. Um, And so I bought a bib for him and it came in this really nice like zip bag. Like it's a plastic bag, but it's more durable than like your normal plastic bag. And so instead of throwing it away or recycling it, I was like this would be honestly perfect size for Ryan to put his toiletries in for when we travel. And sure enough, it's perfect. So he brings that every single time we go on any vacation and he just reuses it over and over again. And so things like that, that we wouldn't really think might be functional or something that we can use for traveling, just consider keeping it for a little while. And if you end up not using it, then just get rid of it. But honestly, like I can make the craziest things work in my travel bag. I have not had to use any plastic bags (laughs) when we're traveling. I just find random stuff around my house that I can throw things inside of. Um, Okay, let's move on to my last category for low-waste pro tips. These are just random things. Random things, they don't really fit in any category, so I just threw them here. Consider buying digital books or textbooks if you're in school and also video games. So if your husband or you are into video games or your children are into video games, there's a lot of digital options. Even if you have like a Nintendo Switch, you don't need to buy a physical copy. You can buy an SD card, which is really, really small, and then buy digital games instead of physical games. I know that there's people that like to buy uh, physical games so that they can resell it later. But if you buy a digital game and something happens to your physical game. I mean, if if you lose a physical game, it's over. But if you buy a digital one, you can always have it, you know, and you can't lose it because it's on your device or on your computer. So I highly recommend considering buying digital versions of things that you would buy physical copies of because then it can lower the amount of waste you're generating um, and also lower the clutter in your home. Also, when you are getting packages from Amazon or whatever, there's uh, most people are transitioning into this brown paper packaging to like beef up the the box that it's in. These are awesome for wrapping gifts with. I always save the brown paper, and anytime I'm in need of wrapping a gift, I just grab that piece of paper and tie it up with some twine or string. It looks really nice and minimal if you learn how to wrap really well. I'm not that good at wrapping. I'm kind of, like, very subpar. It just doesn't look that cute. But you can always have your kids draw on the papers if it's, like, from from them Um, you can always add some flowers on it. There's so many different ways that you can make it a little bit. Oh, okay. This is so random. I was watching a TikTok the other day and somebody was using these beautiful stamps and they were like stamping the brown packages and it made the wrapping paper look so good. So then you don't have to buy wrapping paper that is just full of plastics. Um, and has that like, oh, what is that? That material that wrap you know what wrapping paper feels like it's not recyclable at all it's absolutely terrible for the environment so considering buying um or not buying keeping your packaging that you get your um your packages from oh my goodness i you guys it's i'm losing it i've i was i was going good and now i'm slowly declining but i'm reaching i'm reaching the end that's why <laughs> keeping brown um, paper for wrapping things is a great alternative. It also is good for replacing the f- the thin tissue paper that you can throw in your gift bags. Okay, another thing kind of in the same um, gift category is practicing saying no to things that you don't need. Now, okay, this can be, I've talked about it before in past episodes, especially the love language episode, There is this weird pressure to just accept anything that somebody offers you, whether it be, okay, let's say like you're at a conference and people are like handing out stress balls. If you say no, there's like this weird social like guilt that we carry. (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain it. Maybe it's just me, but even especially like friends and family that are offering to give you something, whether it be something small like, for example, I have I had a family member that would give me cleaning products whenever she would go to the store. She would pick up a bunch of it and then she would just give me things. But I, it was not anything I could ever use. So I just kindly declined and said, you know, I'm really good on cleaning products. I try to make my own and I'm kind of picky about what I want. And it was an awkward conversation, but after that, it's kind of whatever, you know, it's awkward. People might get offended, but it's so much better to say no and practice having boundaries than having a bunch of things in your home that you're not going to use or has ingredients that you really don't want in your home. Um, and also saying no to random things like when you're in church functions and there's like a bunch of pens or random things like that, I don't know. How do we end up with these things? I feel like sometimes we end up coming home with a bunch of tiny little things that we really didn't need, or even saying no to, to like those Easter baskets that they give out to kids, things like that. If the we if that's something that is just going to add to the stress in our home and our lives then we should practice saying no and setting boundaries and also telling your loved ones explicitly what you would like to be gifted if your birthday's coming up or there's a holiday coming up, or if they're, you're going to be having a birthday get-together for your child, being really, really upfront about what you need and don't need, and being okay with declining an item that is really not going to benefit your home. It's kind of funny. My mom had this, like, weird rule about Barbies. Like, we weren't allowed to have Barbies. I don't really know why. I I mean, I probably know why, because they were, like, naked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but she had this, we were allowed to have, like, Polly Pockets and stuff, but we couldn't have Barbies, and so when people would gift us Barbies, she she would just give them away, or I don't know what she would do with them. Maybe she would decline or tell them no thank you, but I'm sure those were awkward things to deal with, but she didn't want us to have Barbies. That was the rule for our house. And so she had to have those awkward interactions about, no, well, my children are not going to have a Barbie, so I don't care who you are, (laughs) you know? Um, And then this this is one thing that I'm always telling my friends that they're like, I'm really stressed to have a birthday party for my child because they're just going to give me a bunch of toys and we don't need it. Tell them, no, thank you. We don't need toys. I remember one time, I wish Marcella was here because... For Seth's birthday, she explicitly said no toys. And for Christmas, she explicitly said no toys. And I was like, good for you. <laughs> and then she told people exactly what he needed and what they wanted. And they were able to have a good birthday and holiday without the stress of coming home with tons of things that they didn't need or want. So I know it's hard, especially if you're kind of a shy or quiet person, to be more upfront and to say, hey, no, like. You know, it just takes practice. It really does take practice. I know that I can seem like a very extroverted person, but there's some situations, social situations, where I'm extremely shy and afraid. And so all those situations that I'm scared of, I have to practice speaking up. Speaking up and saying no thank you, speaking up and having those awkward conversations. And it just It's going to happen. And so you just have to practice doing it and remind that person if they get offended, it has nothing to do with them. You love them and appreciate them. If they would love to gift you or your child something, then this is what they would really appreciate, you know? Okay, Um, another random pro tip is to sign up for electronic bills and bank statements. Most everything has moved to online, but I don't know why. A lot of places are just still sending things in the mail, which I feel like we're all beyond that right now. There are some people that need to have hard copies of bank statements and stuff like that, but most of the time, you could print off what you need directly from your website or your app, so... um because I'm self-employed, I have to keep records of everything, literally everything that I buy that has to do with my business, which is a lot of stuff like books and curriculum and stuff like that. But I just say no to receipts. I say no to bank statements or electronic bills. And I ask them if they have an option to email me or send me a digital copy. And usually they say yes. And even most places that you go to now, like restaurants or, um, like coffee places they'll ask you, do you want a receipt? And I just always decline. I don't I don't need a receipt. Um it's just going to add to clutter and receipts are impossible to recycle and they're made of really harmful chemicals. So I just don't really want to have that around my house or in my wallet. <laughs> okay. So the last thing I want to say as far as a pro tip. Start conversations with your friends and family about sustainability. If this is something that you're on track with and that you really want to um work on as a homemaker, I would highly recommend like sharing your experience with those around you. It doesn't mean that you're perfect or that you're like, "Hey everybody, you need to get on my level." It means that you're sharing things that you're working on and maybe that'll inspire somebody around you to consider those things as well. I feel like in my situation, um I'm really blessed to have people around me that really support the fact that I want to be low waste. They don't add to the trash in my life. They don't push things on me that they know I don't want or need. And in fact, Me just literally talking about the products that I'm getting instead of other products or certain places that I'm buying from or even just sharing on Instagram, like things that I'm loving has already influenced those around me to consider those things as well. Making things attainable and sustainable as sustainable, meaning not just eco-friendly, but sustainable, like something you can stick to, you know, choosing something in your life to to focus on and not being overwhelmed with changing everything in your life at once, which I talked about in my initial Sustainability 101 episode. Don't overwhelm yourself with changing everything in your life at once. Stick to one thing, focus on it, and when you feel comfortable about that new change in your life, then move on to something else. The first thing that I focused on in our home was our food waste, and then I slowly progressed, and now it just feels normal for us to live this way. And don't care about what what other people say or think about it. Some people think it's weird that we use cloth napkins and don't have paper towels. Some people think it's weird that I use bar soaps for my hair But whatever, like ultimately it is your home and your family that you're dealing with. And if you are doing your research and being honest about your journey, then people will start to be influenced around you. Um, yeah, start conversations about it. I mean, it doesn't have to be obnoxious and all the time, but if it comes up, people are talking about, oh man, like, uh, I'm really wanting to switch out my hair products. That's a great opportunity to say, hey, this is what I've been using, and what do you think about this? Or if they're talking about period products, hey, have you considered a menstrual cup? You know what I mean? Things like that can just come up naturally. It doesn't have to be forced or awkward. Okay, guys, I have like severe cotton mouth from talking so much. (laughs) Please forgive me if I have said like or um too many times. And please forgive me if I just struggled so much in this episode. I really hope that you guys learn something. And if you guys have any questions or if you have pro tips, please share with me, please. I'm always, always, always excited to learn about what other women are doing in their households um, that's working for them. Let's take a quick commercial break and I'm going to tell you guys about our Airbnb fail this week under our homemaking fails category. Here we go. Marcella, guess what? What? Last night... I made our dinner entirely out of incredible food that could have been thrown out as waste and headed to the landfill. No way. How? Imperfect Foods! Imperfect Foods is a weekly grocery delivery service on a mission to build a better, less wasteful food system. They offer a full lineup of sustainable, affordable groceries that make the weekly chore of grocery shopping an effortless and delightful experience. Imperfect Foods partners with food suppliers, farmers, and small businesses to ensure that delicious food goes into our pantries and instead of the landfill. I feel like you started that sentence really weird. I did. Anyway, you guys have got to try it. Get $20 off your first Imperfect Foods delivery by using our link at youngandwifedup.com Get it. Okay, you guys. I know I usually share a homemaking fail, but this I gotta tell you. Okay. It's kind of a homemaking fail for whoever my host, my Airbnb host was. (laughs) So this week we went to Universal Studios and stayed like in the Burbank area if you're familiar with it it's Southern California just outside of Los Angeles. Um it's just a little cheaper to stay out there than like directly inside of LA. We have never had a negative Airbnb experience in our entire life. Like We've had some places that we were like, meh, I don't think I would stay there again. It wasn't fantastic. But we've never had, like, a bad time at an Airbnb. And I've stayed at probably 20 or 30 Airbnbs in the past 5 to 10 years. But this week, all of that came crashing down because I had looked for an Airbnb that was like at least 20 minutes away from Universal Studios. And I found one that was an eight minute drive away. And I was like, that's awesome. It looked like it was in a nice area. I know Burbank pretty well. And I saw it was like in a nicer neighborhood and it had lots of good reviews, like hundreds of good reviews and looked at the pictures, examined, you know, do they have everything we need? We always kind of look for a kitchen so that we can cook breakfast and stuff. Anyway, all of that to say, we went and stayed there Monday night and then we left Wednesday morning. So we stayed there for three days and two nights. And during that time span, we found four living cockroaches inside of our unit. Yes, cockroaches. And when I alerted our Airbnb host, it was like so bad (laughs) our airbnb host was kind of like making jokes like oh yeah like these aren't the ones that'll go in your food these kind of just come up the water pipes and i was like how is that better it was disgusting there were cockroaches like frequently in our in our little place um also there was lots of stains everywhere. I don't know. It was just a bad experience. (laughs) There was, the cockroaches was probably the worst thing. It was the worst thing. And we understand, like, we live in Southern California, and once it gets hot, the cockroaches come out. It just happens, but not inside of a place. Like, most of the time, you find cockroaches outside, like, on the streets, but not inside of a home. So, it was really distasteful. And if I was more of a bug, like, I, if I hated bugs more than I do, then I probably would have literally left and booked a hotel after the first cockroach sighting. But I don't know. It was just, like, too late. There's no way we could have gone somewhere else, and we were just kind of dealing with it. Um, so we killed, well, my husband killed (laughs) four cockroaches while we were there, and then the shower was the most uncomfortable place you could ever be. Like, the way that it was positioned it was only getting literally like your head and shoulders, and that's about it. And you couldn't position the shower head or yourself any better to wash the lower parts of your body. So it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad, guys. Anyway, I left a really, really negative review. Like, I honestly, okay, no, I really think I was charitable because I made a list of the things I think that they should improve on. And on top of all that, they advertised that they had like strong Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. And the Wi-Fi was essentially unusable. They tried to like add an extender to our unit, but I don't think they knew how to work the extender correctly because it didn't help at all. And at that point, we just didn't want anybody to come into our Airbnb anymore. So we just wanted our privacy. (laughs) You know? So it was just so bad, guys. Like, no Wi-Fi, cockroaches, stains on all of the linens, and the shower was horrible. So it was crazy. And now I – it's so funny because I always tell my – one of my friends who always says she has, like, terrible Airbnb experiences – I always tell her, like, you just must not be good at finding them because I've never had a problem with an Airbnb. And so last night I told her, I'm like, I have to eat my words now. It had nothing to do with how good I'm at finding an Airbnb. This one was atrocious. So I gave them a three star, three out of five star review. I wanted to do two stars, but then I was like, I don't know. Maybe I should be a little bit bit more generous. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to look if they left me a review back or commented. Let me look really quick because I did a public review where I was like, I talked about the cockroaches and everything and how Airbnb works is you give the review and then they respond to it or they don't see it until after you have publicly put it. So they can't like change the review of you as a guest Um, let's see. No, it looks like they haven't, they haven't sent me a review of us yet because we review them and then they review us as guests. So we try to always do everything that we can to have a good experience and to also make sure that we're leaving the place cleaner than we, than we arrived, you know? But yeah, I'll let you guys know if they got mad at my review because honestly, it was so bad, dude. It was so, so bad. I will never stay there again so so if you're ever looking to stay in the burbank area hit me up and i'll tell you do not stay there <laughs> Anyway, so that's my fail for the week, and hopefully the next Airbnb experience will be more positive, positive. and so we were so happy to come home last night and sleep on our own bed with our cockroach-free apartment. <laughs> okay, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please head to our Facebook group and share with me your low-waste pro tips, or if you have any questions about the ones that I shared with today. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I will. Um, you'll hear from me next week with my wonderful guest. I can't wait for you guys to hear the episode. So stay tuned.